Welcome to the Wealthy Coach Podcast, where I teach you how to become wealthy AF in your business, your mindset, your coaching, and your life. I'm your host, Kendra Perry. I am a former functional health coach turned online business mentor for health coaches, practitioners, and professionals. I'm here to help you grow the online business of your dreams by teaching you the strategy, the tech, and by helping you cultivate the mindset you need to be a badass health entrepreneur. I'm blunt, I'm to the point, and I'll probably drop an F-bomb or two, so fasten your seatbelts and get ready to become wealthy AF. What's up, my friend? Welcome back to the Wealthy Coach Podcast. I am so happy you're here. I'm Kendra Perry, your host. And today, I'm going to give you a cautionary tale about niching. Okay, I think this is going to help you understand why I'm this never-ending broken record of, you need a niche, you need a niche, you need a fucking niche, right? I never shut up. I never shut up about it. If you have at all been around here for any amount of time, you know that I talk about niching all the time. And this is why. I want to tell you about my friend, Amy. She is a very good friend of mine. She is a health coach. And for as long as I've known her, she's had a more general niche. She's kind of trended towards female hormone imbalance. In my opinion, that's not really a niche, but she has been overall very general and not very specific. Now, her business is incredibly successful. I believe she makes somewhere around half a million dollars a year. She does very well. She's been in business six, seven years, something like that, and she is successful. And up until recently, she's always had a good amount of applications come in for her group coaching program. But in the past year or so, those applications have really started to decline and now they're kind of just this really slow, frustrating trickle. And she also noticed that she wasn't really growing on social media. And we talk all the time. We're always chatting away on Voxer. And I remember one day, this was maybe several months ago, she's like, "Like, I'm just, I'm not getting the applications I want. I'm not getting the amount of people enrolling to my program that I want enrolling into my program. So I think what I need to do is go more general. Like I talk a lot about female hormone imbalance, but really like I'm kind of just women's health. And I think if I talk more about women's health, I'll be able to capture all these other people. Now, this my friend made me cringe. (laughs) Like my shoulders got all tight. My chest was like, because I'm like, no, that's just not how it works. The more general you get, the more vague your messaging gets, the more vague your content gets, the more vague your marketing gets. And even though we think we're going to capture more people, we actually don't. And I know that's really counterintuitive. You've probably heard me talk about this before. And I've been actually trying to nudge her towards defining her niche more clearly for pretty much as long as I've known her. But I also don't want to force advice on someone who maybe isn't willing to hear it. So I've tried to be a little bit more gentle. I've kind of mentioned it, kind of seeded it in when we're chatting, but try not to be all like in your face, like take my unsolicited advice because I'm a projector. If human design, I'm a projector. I'm supposed to wait for the invite. And I know that people can feel really repulsed when I give them unsolicited advice, which is really hard for me because I want to all the time. (laughs) I'm like, oh, let me give you advice. But I held back. 
back. But I was trying to nudge her towards this as much as I possibly could. Now, recently, we were going through a course together on webinars. And the guy who does the course, he's just talking about building your webinar. And he really hammers down on niching. And I think maybe just hearing it come from someone else essentially my friend Amy, it was like she tripped over the truth. Suddenly she had a realization. She's like, huh, I don't really have a niche. And maybe my problem isn't that I need to be more generic or that I need more traffic, but perhaps I actually need to niche down. And so that's what she did with my help. I helped her work through it, which I love. I was so excited. I was like, finally, you are letting me help you niche. I was so pumped. Like, weirdly pumped. And so we sort of worked on her niche together and she finally nailed down something that helped a very specific type of person with a very specific type of problem. And when she did that, she suddenly realized that she was getting more applications and that her Instagram was starting to grow again. So exciting. And she was like, oh my God, this has been right in front of me all this time, but I didn't even think about it right? Now you might be asking, that's interesting, Kendra, because you're all crazy about niching, but your friend grew this like half a million dollar a year business without a niche. Like how was she actually able to do that up until that point if niching is so important? Now, my friend has a business that's six or seven years old. She started her business in a very different time. And I know it was only six or seven years ago, but my friend, the online world has significantly changed. Sig significantly in the past couple years. And six or seven years ago, there was a little bit more leeway to not have a niche because there was less competition. There was less competition. Now, I think niching has always been important. And I believe that the more clear, the more specific you are with your niche, the easier everything becomes. But like I said, there was just a little bit more space, a little bit more leeway for people to be successful without a niche. Okay. But something really crazy happened in 2020. And I think we all know what that is. Fucking COVID just ruins everything, right? Ruins everything. So what happened with COVID is it pushed so many people online who weren't previously online. It pushed businesses online because suddenly we're in the situation where it was really hard and unacceptable to meet in person. So suddenly all these people who were doing in person suddenly were like, oh my God, I need to go online. So there was this huge push to go online. And I think online business is this beautiful gift. I think it's amazing. It's the best. I think it's just this amazing gift that the universe has given to us. And I always knew that people would figure it out eventually. It's just that with COVID, it happened way quicker. It accelerated that. So all these people came online in 2020. And there was like this beautiful honeymoon phase of 2020 when people came online with their online business and they actually crushed it and they did really well. And why was that? It's because a lot of people were at home. A lot of people weren't out traveling. They weren't doing things. They weren't going to yoga or the gym. Some people got laid off. Some people lost their jobs, whatever it was. Like suddenly people were sitting at home. They were online all the time and they had all this time and space to do these online programs. And people still had money. We weren't in a recession at that point, right? So People who came online in 2020 were like, oh, this is a fucking gold mine. Oh my fucking God, this is the best thing ever. And they were sold. And so a lot of people who came online because they were sort of forced to in 2020 stayed online. So just to give you an example, 
The application for new business licenses in the U.S. has been fairly stable since the early 2000s. So I'm looking at this graph right now. In 2005, there were 2.9 million new business applications. 2.9 million. It went up a little bit, but then it went down a bit. And in 2000. 17, there was 3.18 million. So a little bit more. Definitely that's when things were kind of starting to go up. 2019, 3.5 million. But basically through the 2000s until 2016, it was in that kind of 2.4 to 2.9 range. And then it kind of dipped up in 2017 to 2019. 2019, 3.5 million business applications. In 2020, there was 4.35 million. So a lot of people came online. And when you look at this graph, there's like this huge spike. So all these people came online. And then in 2021, there was 5.36 million. It's crazy, right? So from 2005, pretty much stable. And there was a million spike from 2005 to 2018. Okay. And then from 2018 to 2021, there was like 2 million just in those few years. So hopefully you get what I'm saying. This is what I say or what I mean when I say the landscape has changed and the landscape has shifted. We're living in this very different world where a lot of people are online and a lot of people want to be online because all these people who were living in cities, doing their corporate job, suddenly ended up working remotely. And then they were like, oh my God. I don't have to live in this shitty city anymore. I can like move to this beautiful paradise and work from my computer. I can move to Costa Rica. I can live in this mountain town, all these different things. And so there was a lot of people in business who had the same thoughts where they suddenly realized that they didn't need to be doing a shitty job that they hated, commuting to work, having a boss that yelled at them, working with annoying coworkers. They could start a business and not only deal with the inconveniences of working for an employer, but also make a shitload more money. And that was shown to people in 2020 because businesses did really well in 2020 because of all those reasons that we talked about. Now we're in 2022 going into 2023 and things are vastly different from 2020 with all these new business applications, with this huge flood of new health coaches, new coaches, all these different types of coaches and programs and things that people can do online. It's really shifted things. Okay. And now we're in a recession in most places, or at least some people think we do. I believe we are, but I'm sure that's open for debate, where people aren't spending as much as they used to. They're not spending like they were in 2020. People are holding on to their money a little bit tighter. So that is why my friend Amy was able to grow her business to a very successful point without much of a niche, right? Until this year. And this is when she's really started to notice that the things I was doing before, they're just not working anymore. And This is not the only person that I've seen this happen to. I've seen this happen to a bunch of people who have these sort of general health and wellness businesses really start to see a dip in business and enrollments this year. And so when I go on and on about niching, there's always somebody who's going to point me to some business owner, some coach who has a general wellness niche, and they're going to say, so-and-so is super successful. They're super busy. They get all these clients and they don't really have a niche. And my response is always, you're not building your business in the same time that person built their business in. If you're listening to this podcast, you're likely relatively new to your business. You're in your first year, second, third year. Maybe you're further along. It doesn't matter. This goes to show that even if you're not starting out, having a niche is so critical. 
because there is so much competition that you don't want to be competing with every freaking general health coach out there with every random service in the health and wellness space. You do not want to be doing that. You want to carve out this beautiful little piece in the market where you find you're super fans. You talk about one specific problem. You serve one specific person. And it's going to be so much easier because you're competing with so, with much less people. So messaging, niching, it is so important. It's always been important, but now it matters so much. You just cannot get away with having a general health niche. You just can't. So this is a cautionary tale. Because like, even if you were able to build a business in a general wellness niche up until this point, the way the market and the field has changed out there in the online world is really going to push you to be more specific. And if you can't do that, then your business might not make it. And this is not me trying to scare you because really this is just a simple shift. Just choose a freaking niche. It's not that big of a deal. It's a business decision and it's going to help you. Okay. This is why I am the niche military. Okay. This is why this is so important. Okay. Because I don't want you to struggle in your business. My goal is for you to have success as soon as possible. And I want you to be able to stand out. I'm going to give you one more example about the power of niching. So I don't talk about it much on this podcast, but I have a course called HTMA Expert, and it teaches health practitioners and professionals how to interpret and utilize hair tissue mineral analysis. Now, most people, the great majority of people on this planet have never heard of hair tissue mineral analysis, even health practitioners. Like it is a very obscure functional test that not a lot of people use. I think it's really powerful. Now I have a course that teaches that. And the reason why I created this course is because I had my own health struggles and finding that test and learning how to utilize it was a really big piece of my healing journey. And then when I started utilizing it with clients, I saw like amazing results. So I created a course because at the time there wasn't really any education on it. There were a few courses out there, but almost none of them wanted to teach you the protocols. And that was really frustrating to me because I was like, what's the fucking point of learning how to read something if you actually don't know how to confidently create a protocol for your client? What's the point, right? That's why I created the course because I literally had to hire all the top experts in the world. I spent tens of thousands of dollars working one-on-one with some of these HTML experts so I could learn it. And then I put that into a course. Now, the crazy thing about this course is I have no marketing strategy. I don't outwardly market it. You rarely will hear me talk about it on social media. I don't talk about it on the podcast. It's not on my YouTube channel. I don't have emails that go out for it. I have people on my email list for a few opt-ins I have out there. I do not email my people weekly. I don't do much at all. I have a few affiliates. For example, FDN is one of my big affiliates, Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. They really promote my course. And then I have Vicon Customs, which is a supplement company that makes custom formulas for HTMA. And one of my colleagues heads up that relationship with the supplement company. And that's basically it. I have a couple affiliates. I have people who've joined my email list. I never communicate with them, but that course sells like gangbusters. It's crazy. I make way more money on that course than I do on Health Coach Accelerator. If I was just a smart person who only cared about money, I would just focus on HTML expert because that's what makes me all the money. If I put any amount of effort into that, I could probably have a million dollar business in no time. For me, it's about passion. And as much as I love HTML, my passion is really with business. And so I don't care that HCA makes me less money 
because I'm incredibly passionate about it. But the reason why HCA makes less money is because I'm in a much more competitive market, right? There's a lot of business coaches out there. Anyways, I'm getting off on a tangent here, but I just want to tell you that because the reason why that course does so well is because it is hyper, hyper niched. It is incredibly niche. There are very few programs out there in the world like it. I would go far to say as it's probably the only course in the world of its kind. I feel like I can confidently say that. And I'm not competing with many people. Sure, there's a few courses out there, but not compared to how many business courses are out there. So that is just a testament to the more niche you can get, the easier things are. Because the truth is, if I had to market both programs, if I had to market HCA and HTMA Expert, I couldn't do it and I would have to choose. The reason why HTMA Expert still is going on and will probably never die is because it just sells itself. It sells itself. And it's because it's hyper niche. And I'm not saying that you can niche so far down that you don't have to put the effort in. I'm obviously in a really unique position with HTMA expert, but the more niche you can be, the better. The more niche you can be, the better. I have a client who specializes in alopecia for women. So she helps women in their 30s with alopecia. I rarely see people talking about that. I see a lot of people talking about weight loss, fatigue, anxiety, thyroid, but like alopecia, rheumatoid arthritis, like these are niches that I don't see often served. And so if you can go super specific with your niche, it is going to be so much easier because you're just not going to have much competition period. So that is my cautionary tale. I really want you to think about that because I know there is so much resistance around niching. A lot of people don't want to do it. They get really tripped up with it. But the reason why I am in your face about this is because it's going to make your life so much easier. Okay, my friend. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next Monday. Same time, same place where I help you become wealthy AF.